I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is our review of The Quarry, the latest from Supermassive Games. Uh, <laughs> now, it is a good horror spooks game. So when the, when it popped up in my feed, when I first saw that announced trailer, I'm like, oh, there's only one person, one person, not even you, Max, that I want to talk to about this game. And I was like, Max, you can get right F because I want to do this review with one cat. Cat! From here I scream the, uh, the what I what I call you today, the, the horror writing, the horror movie queen, the horror writing queen. Whatever, horror something, something. Yeah, take that. <laughs> so this is Kat. Kat's, uh, Kat's a good friend of ours and a massive horror movie buff. And yeah, as, as I said, literally when I first looked at I was like, I got to talk to Kat about this. So uh, how are you? I'm really good. Um, I, yeah, like I was saying to you guys before, I've just been sick watching movies, reading books. It's school holidays, so been pretty fucking sick <laughs> <laughs> well it's not it's not too bad so for those that, that may know cat crow uh, still does a podcast called tgif which uh, i've guessed it on i did yeah. uh candy man and you and i like nearly peed ourselves <laughs> um it's still one of my favorite pods i've ever done just because the, there was legitimate tear laughing as, as we watched it did you have you did you do tgif max no, no, no. suck a dick, Max. Yet. You didn't do it. Pick a movie and come and chat. <laughs> but of course, you're as I mentioned, you've also got Hear Us Scream. Uh, before we jump into the chat and about the the quarry, give them a quick run. Show us your your horror credentials. Okay, um, so my name is Kat. I am a sociologist from Wollongong, Australia. I'm also a history teacher, so I talk a lot about the history and you know sociological perspectives of horror on my website here on Scream, which is an inclusive online outlet that raises the voices of marginalized groups in horror and gives them a gives these people a really important platform to share their perspectives on horror. We also have a book, which is an anthology of personal nonfiction essays where uh, horror lovers, uh, typically in our books, it is um, our non-binary and female and trans pals that are writing their personal essays. And yeah, we have a magazine coming out at the end of this month. So really looking forward to that as well. Uh, everything's coming up Millhouse. It's awesome. Uh, so many cool things. <laughs> I feel like I'm way too underqualified for this discussion tonight. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. So even with myself, like I really haven't, I'm not someone that does a lot of horror movies because I'm, I'm a big chicken. So it wasn't until uh, last year I dived in a, in a little bit more. Like I finally went and watched Scream and stuff like that. And then obviously Candyman, the movie from my youth that scared me so much. I never watched it again until I watched <laughs> it with you. So it was, it, yeah, I'm about as skilled in, in the horrors as yourself, Max. So I think we'll be okay. You're going to play just a game. <laughs> <laughs> but... Now it's time to talk about a game. So as you mentioned, this is our review discussion for The Quarry. Uh, it's the latest from Supermassive Games, uh, though best known for uh, their Dark Pictures anthology, which is now about to hit their fourth game, the back end of this year. And of course, uh, Until Dawn is the big one, the name for it. They have created this uh, movie-esque game experience where you get to sort of do the branching trees and make decisions and will they die, will, won't they die, uh, etc. So... The Quarry was originally a Stadia exclusive, uh, however, with the the crumbling of the Stadia, uh, 2K came in and saved it and uh, put it on to platforms that work, and we've now been able to sit down and play it. Uh, Max, because you aren't a horror expert, set the scene for us on what The Quarry is. Uh, so basically, it's... Um it, it, it does the, the, the horror cliche trope of uh, the the counsellors at a, at a camp. So you, you play a variety of characters who are at a, uh, I think it was a summer camp. Summer camp. And then, you know, sh- hijinks ensue. <laughs> People die. <laughs> things get uh, filled with spooks. And it's, yeah, like, like, you, like you said, it's, it's one of those interactive movies where you kind of just play along with their experience and your the majority of the gameplay is you making decisions for those characters whether it be uh a b or c um yeah it's a lot of fun well, well first of all we'll touch <clears throat> upon from a non-spoiler perspective sort of our general thoughts and then the second we're done it's hard spoiler time because like we've <laughs> got to break this this bad boy open but uh but cat what's your overall impressions of the quarry and uh how did you how did you play the game like, as in, were you playing like a director, playing like a writer, playing like as if it was a real scenario? How did you spend your time in the game? 
That's a really interesting question. I um I love that this is just a really cinemagraphic cinemagraphic. It's a correct term. Yeah. It doesn't it's, sound it's, right coming it's, out of my it's mouth. Not. Yeah. I mean, any word sounds ridiculous if you say it too many times. Yeah. <laughs> I only needed it once and I was like, mm, wrong, that's wrong. Well, you, should just, you could have doubled down. But sorry, it was very cin- cinemagraphic, as you said. How, what's the actual word for that? Uh, uh, cinematic is the word you cinematic. want. Cinematic. Mm. Oh my God, I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, now I've even forgot. Cinematic. Yeah. And it's um it's it's incredibly immersive because it is this uh storytelling rather than it is um anything, you know, action driven and or combat driven. And I think that that's what kind of leads me into wanting to be the um like the guardian angel of everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's played more I, I I play more like uh keeping everybody safe let's all stay alive but you know it all ends up going so probably probably producer style because you know things go to shit and the producer has to kind of like help fix it all back up so yeah i'd say that's more it very (laughs) nice what about yourself max thought overall thoughts and uh, how did you play it uh so uh, as we've discussed previously i played it as myself in the director's chair and i very quickly decided who I wanted to live and die <laughs> to the point where I, I actively tried to kill some of the people. Um, and I'll, I'll explain a little bit more in spo- in, uh, in the spoiler section. Um, but overall, I enjoyed the gameplay. Uh, games like this tend to get... Uh, it's essentially all player agency. You have complete control over what happens, uh, what they do, who lives, who dies, how every scene plays out. Yes, there are parameters in which you have uh, to pick your choices, but those choices are your to yours to pick. It's not you're not getting railroaded into anything you didn't put yourself on that path to uh, that outcome path, which is great. Um, at times when you're in control of the characters themselves and you're walking around, I feel that that's when the game is at its weakest. Um, they most of the time control like us for some reason. Uh, they walk so insanely slowly regardless of whether or not they're being chased to their death. It was like, I'm just going to casually stroll through here. It's going to saunter. There, 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 there is one speed and it's too slow. <laughs> um, but other than that, when, when you're when you're just sitting back and watching it unfold and just picking the path that you want to walk, that's when the game is at its strongest. Very nice. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that uh, we have all attacked, attacked it very differently in that uh, I played it as if like from an actor's perspective in that I, for me, I was channeling uh, the, the, uh, the characters themselves, their personalities, how I think they would respond in the, in the situation rather than what I wanted them to do. So like we would read that, I would read that character and go, Hmm, I, I think you would make this decision. I think you'd play this call, etc. So like based on what the, the, the way the game was setting up these individuals. So like an example that, that jockey character, what was his name? Jason. It's not Jason. Jacob. 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 With Jacob, I'm like, all right, this, like you, like you are, like you are genuinely a soft, sensitive dude. So when those moments can, can shine through, I'll make sure they sort of pop up as a little sprinkle, but you're going to be a bit of a cockhead every, every other time. And then there's the other guy, we'll break into the characters in a moment, but there's like Dylan, who the entire thing is, he's just a complete smart ass. So even in the most intense circumstances, he's someone that masks his emotion, his fear with, with, with wit. So if I give the option, anytime that there's a moment for wit, I'd slip it in, even if it doesn't land, it's like that is that character that is his coping mechanism in this scenario boom that's how it's gonna work so very similar to max i do agree that yeah this game uh although quite cinema cinemagraphic we're, we're doubling with it now we're rolling down that's it yeah it, it is very cinemagraphic as as cat has now framed it um <laughs> And there are moments where it looks near on better than real life. And then there are moments where it looks like cars. It looks so yeah. bad. Uh, and it's, it, there's it's weird moments where it's hit and miss. But yeah, the moments where, where you get that full-blown agency and you get to walk around is, as Max put, it is probably the weakest parts of it. Because uh, I don't know what it is about Supermassive, but they haven't re- they really haven't nailed movement. Like it's, 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 it's a little bit like Gastro. It's kind of all over the place. It's just not... Mm-hmm. 
It's really tough to control every, every it's, it's difficult because they're wanting to go for a grounded feel of realism. However, how people really move in the real world isn't exciting to play. Like, yeah. you know, no one's going to make quick dark, you know, quick duck and weaves that you would see with like Aloy and Horizon as an example. Everyone's kind of slow and lumbering and their arms swing about and it's, that's, that's not very, very fun. But in terms of the game itself, I felt it started reasonably well. That middle bit was tremendous. And then it kind of <laughs> farted its way out at the end. Just, it didn't quite wrap up how I wanted, whether that be uh, because of all the different storylines there are or different things trying to wrap themselves together. But we'll break that down in uh in just a moment but as as you've both mentioned the big thing about this game is the characters that you play there are seven individuals that you have uh control of i believe seven uh yeah seven. yeah checks about yeah. right so like a lot of them hit so we'll yeah so we'll chat about characters then we're going to story and themes influences and how we played to sort of break down in all its parts from a character perspective a lot of them do hit kind of your standard tropes so you get like the jock sort of the you know uh was what's what, what how, how would you expi- exp- explain like i want to say like the sluttiest character it's not the correct terminology Boys but ha- the mean girl the mean the girl. mean girl thank you like it has no there's the different terminology and there's you know there's the wisecracker nerdy kid um, you know, there's they hit kind of all the all the basic what you would expect the the archetypes. Got there, that's the word I wanted. Using your your knowledge of of the horror, how do you feel they captured the a these characters or individually or within the archetypes? Uh, yeah, I think they've done a pretty good job. We've got Ryan, who is like the cool but also troubled teen. Um, emo is shit. He's amazing. He's super emo. Uh, Dylan, um, the guy that is a massive smartass, but also the smartest dude in the entire cast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Laura, who is um, this very ferocious final girl, but also wants to be a veterinarian when she leaves, like when she goes to college. Uh, Jacob, the jock. But deep inside, he's, you know, this really touching kind of person. Nick, uh, the cool Australian guy, who is kind of like the outsider. Um, because he he's not American, he's here from overseas. Um, then what? who else is there? Um, there was uh, Abby. She Abby. Was, yeah. She's like the, the art, play, girl. art girl who plays by the rules. Yeah, exactly. And Caitlin, the cool tough girl. Yeah. Who, yeah, kind of seems like she's had a pretty rough upbringing she knows how to shoot a gun um she knows how to fight uh, she's just really freaking cool <laughs> so when you see a lot of more modern slasher films we do see a lot of these archetypes coming through and uh i think the most recent one that i would have seen like this would have been scream five where it's kind of like bringing these more modern concepts of these old tired tropes and applying it to both men and women rather than just the final girl being this you know amalgamation of all these types of people and so they've kind of like uh, compartmentalized it in little individuals throughout and we do have like our slutty girl but she's not really i couldn't think of it it's an incorrect term i'm so sorry no but but i mean like you we literally i would call it the slut the you know the non-conservative girl yes and um even she's not well her name's emma i i think emma yeah who has the most bizarre facial capture by the way everyone else looks fantastic (laughs) i don't know what happened to her face but then i googled it and i realized it may have just been her face and then i felt real bad but no i think there was something going off with the capturing as well it didn't feel kind of spot on compared Mm. to everybody else but then there was moments where it kind of like her mouth would slip funny and then i'm like that's definitely a graphic thing, not a face mm-hmm. capture. But yeah, and so I kind of like that they've they've really honed in on this whole slasher characterization throughout the film, and even just like general tropes with you know everything else that goes on in the film in the in the film in the game. Yeah, well, it's it's funny you keep saying that, like like the film, because there are times yeah. where I'm playing it, and like <laughs> I keep thinking about it like a film, but. <clears throat> what about what about you max obviously uh were there characters that you gravitated to more than others like <clears throat> obviously hitting all these different archetypes across so many characters rather than only playing three or four people we're hitting seven eight people yeah so i think for me ryan and 
Dylan were the strongest two characters that I, f I found to be... Um, <clears throat> the, they, they played their archives very well. Uh, Jacob kind of irked me a lot, to which... It, it was funny at the at the start of the game. Um, Jacob's very mopey and down because his his girlfriend's just broken up with him at the end of summer camp. His I'm like, oh, dude, that, yeah. I'm like, dude, that sucks. I'll kill her for you. I've got you, bro. And then shortly afterwards, I realized that he was a dick. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, like, I can see well, I, can, <laughs> I can see why she left you, bro. Guess who's gonna die now? <laughs> like, <laughs> it was so quick that change. It just it was like a snap. And I'm, He's a roller coaster, isn't he? Yeah, look, he he made some mistakes early on and didn't last very long in my playthrough. So. <laughs> but look, it everything that really happens, <laughs> everything that's happened is entirely his fault. So, Basically. yeah, no, I 100% agree. Yeah. <laughs> 100% agree. But yeah, um, look, oh, so go ahead. No, 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 you go. You go. Well, because yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. Like, because I really enjoyed how they each tackled sort of different uh, expectations yeah. and and how you chose to play them could alter those expectations as well as you said what started out your character is out as this way well apart from being dead they were starting to, they may have started to go a different way um and that's those things i really enjoyed like an example caitlin that's i i do by the end of the game my thoughts on her were very very different from the start I thought she was just bitchy for the sake of being bitchy, just like keeping people at a distance, stuff like that. But as yeah. we start, as I started to play her and sort of get to the sense of who she was, and I'm starting to realize, no, 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 this is just you, and like you're, you're just like strong to the extent that like you will clash, like you're, a, you're, a, uh, what's what I'm looking for, like a, um, like an, al like not an alpha person. I can't think of the right term, but like it's like n there's no wonder you clash with people because you're a strong personality, yeah. they're strong personalities, and straight away. Um, yeah, I, the irony of that it, that three characters within, within this game are named after like myself, Max, and my friend Dylan, and and it was just really unnerving, um, especially with Ryan channeling all emo energy, which is my existence. Look, granted, <laughs> I'm not a young African American child, uh, boy, but the emo part, and he listens to podcasts, like he is me in in a different skin. Um, and then Max, yeah, not quite the same, but you can go there. And then Dylan, uh, like like my friend Dylan, covers everything in sarcastic humor. So it was real weird. But unlike the real life, maybe, uh, apparently you can get Ryan and Dylan a smoosh um, if you wanted to. If it, there's a... Waiting for that because of the energy in, I think, like chapter one or chapter two between those two. I was like, can you kiss already? Yeah, there's like a couple little fireworks Just here kiss. and there. And then apparently later on the line, you can make him smoosh. And um, yeah, I... I, cause I think I was talking to cause I was talking to you the whole way through my playthrough. I'm like, hey, just a heads up. I think you and Dylan are going to get I'm trying to set you up with Dylan. Yeah. yeah it's like, just heads up. That's just, this is going to happen. If I can make it happen, this is going to happen. Oh, I wish it happened in my playthrough. I'm playing again. Yeah, I, I got to go. I got to go again. Just Although the, the, re the relationship between Abby and Nick was quite good as well. How that, yeah. I mean, yeah, how I mean, that played out to the point where... Um, also, until spoilers, that, by the way. Like, curtain's gone. It. It's spoiler time. It's happening. Well, I, well, I, was, I wasn't going to say anything spoilery. I was just going to say until, that, until the, the, the point happened. Mm. But The point where she yeah. shoots him in the guts? Yeah. It's probably, oh, probably, did that happen on your playthrough? I, I didn't shoot him. Oh, I shot him. I totally <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we jump into the specific spoilers, that, let's do some setup here. So as Max said at the start of the start of the recording, it is set at a summer camp. It's the back end. It's the last day of summer. The idea is that everyone's got to get the fuck out. Uh, reason being, David Arquette's real scared about it. Old uh, Chris Hackett? Charlie? Chris. Chris? Old Chris Hackett. Chris. So it's Hackett's Quarry is the name of the, of the summer camp. He's like, look, everyone's got to get out. Uh, old J old Jacob fucks with the van so that no one can leave in the hopes that he could spend one more night smooching on Emma. And she's like, no, thank you. So they're stuck there. Like, no. She's like, no, we were all stuck here now because of you. And of course, Chris freaks out thinking that like, what, like, we're all trapped here and then you're left with this mystery of what the fuck is happening? Why is everyone freaking out? We then get shots of an old man and Ethan Suplee, you know, looking over the camp. Um, you know, all these different things. It's like, where is this going to go? So straight away, I'm getting Cabin in the Wood vibes. I'm getting mm -hmm. uh, sort of the hills have eyes with almost like those creepy, like rednecky sort of feels from Ethan Suplee yeah. and that family mixed with uh, some good like slasher stuff. There's a little bit of Friday the 13th in there. And then out of nowhere, um, all right, spoilers. We start getting American Werewolf in a, in a fucking summer camp. 
We get a bit. American we, Werewolf we, on Friday 13th. Yeah, we get a nice <laughs> bit of creature feature in there as well. So I feel that they've essentially grabbed the best parts of everything, also with a nice little sprinkle of, you know, little, there's a little Evil Dead in there with Ted Raimi, but um, and yep. then supernatural <laughs> horror in terms of like a, this ghostly presence and. It kind of takes all the bits of everything that you love and just smushes them together. And I think it works really well. I think they achieved it fantastically. And the thing is, like, I... The only game I've really played by Supermassive is Until Dawn. Um, I played it uh, earlier this year. And I've watched so many playthroughs of the Dark Pictures anthology. And so I think that Supermassive just has a really fantastic ability to create just a very unique experience mm. in their games and their especially in their narratives that they you know put together and how can you create how many different outcomes were there like 200 150 something? something like how do you do that how well see i said because because i've only i've only played one playthrough i still don't know how significant those mm. different endings are ah, yeah okay. so unlike uh, detroit become human at the end of the, at the end of each level where it shows you the branches that you could have taken here it's yeah. completely like unknown and apparently not everyone's seen everything even now like x amount of weeks post-release because the walkthroughs are a little bit shitty because not everyone's seen everything. So even how to get yeah. the platinum is a real hard because you're like, <laughs> no one's still really sure. Uh, how did you feel they handled all these different influences, uh, Max? Yeah, no, they did, they did well. Um, obviously, like you said, they, they did bring in a lot of influence from a lot of different, uh, a lot of different genres. I, for the longest time, didn't realize that was, they were going to go supernatural horror. I, I, I definitely thought this was like um gonna be one of those it's the humans that are the bad guys yeah. <laughs> people yeah. just suck like, people just suck um i thought at some point we we're gonna get some texas chainsaw massacre style yeah. um when they when um <clears throat> when they when they're following you through the uh, the main longhouse type area but for the most part um they did the old twist through and they they're the good guys i'm like oh that sucked <laughs> <laughs> um it, it was nice in the fact that i didn't see it coming mm-hmm which I think was um, uh, gives it a big uh, big up in my books. It's nice when I don't see the twist coming. Um, but yeah, but slaughtered that entire family. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 well, I fucked a lot of them up. Not well, all of them, but most of them. Well, before we get deep into spoilers, how many of your main characters died by uh, the end of it? Because when when you finish the game, it, it it shows you all the people that died and how they died. So how many of you? How many of your group of seven did you lose? Two or three, I think. I lost Jacob to a gunshot wound. I lost Jacob to a gunshot wound. Jacob to a gunshot wound. I lost Caitlin to the werewolfy creature. Like it fucked her up something fierce. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that was just by complete slip up of of myself. Um, Was that in the Was that in the treehouse? Uh, no, that was I, I lost. No, I lost Emma in the treehouse. I lost. I lost Emma in the treehouse. She went to. I think she went to jump on and just completely skipped the the flying fox and got piked. Oh, well, see, something. so I got I got the card that that showed me her death on the flying fox. I'm like, I'm not going to go on the flying fox. I'll climb up the ladder, and she got wrecked <laughs> going into the treehouse. Uh, like, okay, no yeah, and then Nick got. He never came back, so I presume he's dead somewhere. Yep. Uh, David Arquette got smooshed. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, I killed. I blew apart the old woman's face. Um, yep. I straight up shanked and/or shot the old man. Uh, Ethan Suplier did all right. He kept. I kept him alive because he, he was nice. He was nice to me. Yeah, yeah I also kept okay. him alive. Um, Mine is so brutal for all of their deaths. Uh, I accident. I accidentally killed Max. <laughs> um, he's like. I'm like. You should go find everyone, dude. Get off the island. Go find everyone. And then obviously the island was the only safe spot. So he swam across the lake, got up and just got eaten. (laughs) (laughs) See, I love that because I was like, when I was, when they had that decision, like, so for those who don't know, like there's a moment where Max is on this island, which is the idea is that these werewolves can't like water. They can't like it. They can't swim or something They can't swim. They get all Wicked Witch of the West or something with it. And they just kind of make some goes, ah, and so... The choice is I stay on the island or go across. I'm like, I'm going to be a real puss about it. And I'm going to have him stay on the island. And I'm glad I did because part of me is like, well, what would happen well, if see, he my, across? My mindset was I want Max to live and Emma died on that island by werewolf. By him! Yeah. So I'm like, dude, there's there's a werewolf on that island. Please get off. But yeah, it turns out it was him. <laughs> 
What about at you, the time, I didn't. I didn't put two and two together. Who died right. for you? Let's go through my deaths. Uh, Nick <laughs> did survive the gunshot wound oh. because it wasn't a silver bullet that uh. Abby shot him with. Nice. Um, he was later put in a cage at the at oh, the, I didn't do the, that. the Hackett house. And I fucked around with the power, turned it off. Jacob was in a cage next to Nick and Nick tore Jacob the fuck apart. <laughs> <laughs> then <laughs> see, I, see, I blew the old lady's face off. That was so good. I broke the old man's neck. Yep. And I stabbed the other guy to death. Well, I like. Would you mean the like Ethan Suplee, whose character? Yeah. I, I stabbed yeah. him in the arm, and he was like, "Oh, this sucks," and was like, "Well, I'm out of here," and then just left, and I never saw him again. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. Well, maybe that's what happened to him. Okay. Yeah. No. Um. You're just like really inconvenient. Shoot Chris Hackett, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ted, I stabbed, but he didn't die, Whoa. Um, and then he actually helped us out. So that was nice. Um, Ryan became a werewolf, but didn't die. Mm-hmm. Um. Caitlin had her guts torn out by um, the young Hackett kid. Oh, he picked Caitlin. her. Like for me, he picked her up and slammed. Like he fucking he just yep. r- destroyed her. Like hard, Literally just ragdolled her. Slammed her. It was brutal. <laughs> and then chewed her guts out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. It, um, it, did any of you guys use your continues? Yes. No. I used one, and it was in that scene with Caitlin. At the end, when you get the the quick time event to shoot the werewolf, mm-hmm. yep. I shot the werewolf dead, like dead center in the chest, and it said you missed, and she and like she died. I'm like, well, that's bullshit. I'm having it do over because yeah. I did not miss that shot, and she died anyway. So yeah, that's what happened to me, and I was like, oh fuck off! <laughs> like what a waste of a continue. <laughs> I was just like the only character besides Dylan and Ryan that I want to survive. Mm. That's fucked up. Yeah, no, I I did the whole. I'm gonna commit with the decisions that I made for better or worse. And uh, you know, like there was one where I heard some scurrying in a bush, and I was like, "Oh, guns up!" I'm like, "Are you? What are you doing?" And then I left it. I was like, "I'm not gonna shoot straight away." Second scurry, but louder and more intense. I'm like, "Well, fuck you, where with Badouge?" Now it's Jacob. Yeah, I did the same thing. Could you call out? You're like, is anyone there? And like, no one there. It's not as if his voice got damaged. He could have just been like, hey, it's me, Jacob. And I wouldn't have blown his face out. But no. Nah, he's, he, he's literally almost naked, covered well, in werewolf. He's blood. even more like, naked now because I blew out his insides. <laughs> he's very exposed, right? Yeah, now. he's very, very <laughs> exposed. Speaking of blowing out insides, but um, one of the things that, that fascinated me the most about this game is how it decided to handle transformations into into the werewolf uh, yeah. piece. Because like rather than you know using American werewolf in London, like and just like breaking through the skin, it's just badouge, and you just There's an explosion. Just you literally <laughs> explode out of your skin, blow apart everything in blood, and then you just grows back at the end of the night, I guess. Yeah, I don't know how they go back, but I do love that you hear the, you know, the painful groans and the screaming and the bones breaking and the skin stretching and then just blood Just this hadouken of, of blood. It's brilliant. I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. <laughs> and like that whole scene, like we'll break it up and like how, how this story worked for us in a moment, but like the scene where like Laura has to watch Max just kadoosh. I'm like, oh, so good. Fuck. So so good. That was intense. I love that. <laughs> but yeah, with that, so like, yeah, from a storytelling perspective, as I mentioned in my quick review, the quick chats at the start, is I the first half, the first bit of the first act, I guess, or the first third of the game, I really enjoy. It was I thought it was great setup, like the the sort of the prologue at the start, which was sort of setting up uh, Ted Raimi's character, both Laura and Max, and it kind of sprinkles at the uh, the supernatural horror with this cr- white creature, like ghostly <clears throat> creature. And then you start to see the little sprinklings of the uh, traveling circus family. The freak show or something? Yeah, or like Harem Scarum, I think it was called. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what it's called, yeah. Yeah, so they sort of set that up, which is really, really nice. And then as you sort of meet the characters, and they all have moments of interesting, except for Ryan, who I think gave the shittest performance I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, I think they were really wanting to channeling some, like, angst and, and whatever, but he was just bland. Like, they're... You can be angsty and just be like nonchalant without being un- like just unapologetically boring. And I'm I'm really sorry, Ryan. You are unapologetically oh. boring. 
Like, because even the moments when he should have expressed like genuine fear and emotion, it was it was still the same like same line. Everyone else, Rams freaking. He's like, oh man, how scary is everything? Oh. <laughs> how scary is everything? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's that, and then that the whole the whole I guess essentially chapters three to eight, I thought were just riveting. Like yeah. there's, I, I think it's chapter eight, which is set entirely within this jail, uh, this prison, uh, it's not prison, like a jail cell at a police station where Ted Raimi is the policeman. Uh, you, you play a mix between Laura and Max. And it is, it is essentially a massive exposition, <clears throat> exposition dump around the whole werewolf mythos within the game and everything that's set up. But to me, that was the most interesting shit. Like, I don't know how they made just talking seem so fascinating. <laughs> but it was so so good and then as as max mentioned like the 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 chase throughout the log cabin having that nice sort of like slasher friday 13th chainsaw massacre feel um and have these little moments where you get to sprinkle character like when they're all like hey you know stay in the ho stay in the room don't make too much noise all right go to the beach set off fireworks bold strategy cotton um yeah yeah like overall when we can break into its parts I, and then the ending sort of kind of just the dad a little bit as it tries to close up all the potential uh, paths and clearly Who's knowing ending? there's only yeah. so many endings, it's trying to bring it all back and I think it did a little bit poorly. Yeah, that's fair. I, um, I'm i trying to re even remember like really what happened in chapter nine. I think I was still in the house. Um, this is uh, the chapter called The Matriarch. So this is where you there's heaps of stuff going on in the house. Mm -hmm. Um, you blow off Constance's face, who's actually played by uh, horror legend uh, Lin Shay, and um, who's fighting with her <clears throat> son, Ted Raimi, who <clears throat> is the brother of Sam Raimi. And um, it's just like a real clusterfuck <coughs> of everything that's going on in that house at the time. So uh, you're also playing as Ryan and Laura trying to escape from everybody who's in the house. So it just felt really uh, rushed that that like start to finish of the chapter mm -hmm. but in saying that um it's pretty interesting i love the blowing constance's face off um <laughs> brian trying to hide scared the crap out of me because i hate um i hated the parts where you'd have to hold mm. the breath because Ryan, <clears throat> at this point, had been stabbed in the chest. Oh, yeah, got stabbed so the, good. Or in the... Did you keep yeah. the knife in? Yeah, in the side. No, I pulled it out. What? Oh, You're always going to... It's first aid, man. you got to keep the knife in. I, <clears throat> did I keep it in, but then I pulled it out later? Yeah, I pulled, pulled it out to it shank. Out to, yeah. to shank the guy, yeah. Yeah, that's what I pulled it out for. Yeah, I did enjoy I, that as he's, like, creeping around the house, slinking his way with his big, giant knife hanging out of his side. And he's just, like, oh, trying to, like, not fuck himself up on it. <laughs> But um, yeah, like I don't like the parts where I've got to hold my breath so that I don't get caught because a lot of the time um, it didn't matter anyway. So it I felt could that just way, not yeah. held my breath and mm. got caught. So I don't know. Personal choice, personal preference. <laughs> Were there any big story highlights for you or real down notes? Because speaking of down notes, the second that they jump, that both Emma and uh, Jacob jump in that water, and it's the most, it's the most. It baffles me that there are moments where this game looks like the most realistic thing ever, and then the water is horrendous, and it completely <laughs> removes all immersion and any yeah. emotional like punch within that within that scene because you just see this water going, and they're not really doing watery things. It's just it was. It was... <laughs> they're still working on their water. Um... What's the word that they're using? Gaming? Like fluid uh, dynamics or whatever. It's dynamics, just kind of, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, they got grass down, you know, in Horizon, and now they've got to get water in the quarry, so... Yeah, but when there are games, like open world games, that have endless possibilities, and they can nail to make water look good where this game so the reason this game can look so good is because it's very tailored circumstances like they only have to render and make whatever's in that room so the idea is here's an entire scene set in water and you can't make the water look good that's a problem yeah then don't put right. it in the water yeah or yeah, crunch a couple... spend more time crunching out that water <laughs> There was a couple of things like... Um... We, no, we, we needed the water to be less crunchy. That was the issue. <laughs> that was the issue. The water needed to be less crunchy. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I found that sometimes uh, the trees would look funny or dodgy, mm. uh, especially when they were doing like overhead shots, like uh, bird's eye view shots on things where I'm like, oh, that tree looks a bit funky. Like, um, like it had glitched and then it was just... Yeah, it was glitchy in some parts where I was just like, "What are you? What are you doing? What's going on here?" I did have I did have some mad texture pop when Emma and Abby went on their cruise along the the, the, the waterfront uh, when they were uh, the in, the, in the golf buggy. Yeah, yeah that was that. Yeah, that was bizarre. The ba- the ba- the biggest like technical problem that I had was lighting. It was fucked. So. Uh, before I got my new fancy TV, because if I don't talk oh, about my shit. new fancy TV in every episode, that's what I do. I need uh, to know about the new fancy TV. Oh, so... You, uh, really, don't, you really don't. I've I, heard I, about it like 50 <laughs> fucking times. Look, I literally... Like, I was playing the quarry, and I'm like, I can't see dick in this game. This is bad. And then I went and bought a new TV. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah, I, I was just cheap and just used the 80s horror filter. Yeah, so I took... You, after doing that, and I got sick of that, I was like, I'm going to get the TV. But I... So, yeah... New TV, the, so there's the something wrong with the HDR within the game. As in, okay. things that are black, yeah, they're black, but okay, so if you go and mess with the sliders, like, let's bring the brightness up, let's bring the white the whites of the HDR, you could have it all at 100, and it still was just unnecessarily black. Yeah, I always have to turn it up uh, just because I have astigmatism, and so, you know how in horror games they're like, make it that so feel. that you can't see the thing, and I was like, then I'm not going to see anything in the whole fucking yeah. game. Yeah, you and I have the same vision, so I, I, I also <laughs> have the same thing. You do, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, like, I'm always turning the white up all the way, mm. other, and it's still dark for me no matter what, so yeah. it's like I can't really tell the difference. So when other people are like, oh, I couldn't see when I turned it up, I realize, okay, yeah, they're not making it as accessible for people with poor vision. No, and then, and then once you leave the prologue and go into the thing, like, because if you don't if you don't change those settings back, you're like, and you just get... Oh, yeah, like, as soon as it becomes yeah. daytime, it, <laughs> you blow your eyes out because it's so bright. But how I oh, know... I just left it. <laughs> so this, this tan that Kat has right now, solely it's from, from, from the quarry. chapter one daytime. of the quarry. Um <laughs> What I also found, this is how I knew it was a lighting problem with the game, is there are times where I'd walk in and if I looked up, it would be really dark. And then if I looked down, where I was where where I was just looking suddenly gets really bright. It's almost like there's this this like plank. The that's easy way like a, a, a what's one looking for a plane. And as I look down, like that, that plane shifts, but the lighting's all kinds of messed up. So it would just decide what, what I, I don't know how to explain it because I don't know how it broke. Yeah. Uh, similar to the issues that I was having that, um, you know, on the boardwalk in, on the island, when you go mm-hmm. up, I would cr- like cr- chronically get lost on that thing mm. because I couldn't see properly. So I was like looking up and then like to make sure there wasn't anything around and you know maybe there was a, a collectible or something that I needed to get on my way through but then I wouldn't be able to find my way like to the other side of it I'd always end up back looping around because it was too dark for me to see where I was and yeah it was just some some parts where I, there was like no features that would tell me which way was in and out of something and um, I'd be walking in loops and I was like this is a linear game how am I walking in loops like get me the fuck out of here like, <laughs> i followed the path why am i back here at this tree oh it's a whole walk around okay so obviously this isn't oh i know the exact bit is when you're playing nick yeah. uh yeah like and this... then i think there's like an abigail's oh uh, yeah it's a big open path. what feels yeah. like an open field and you're like well i'm following the path and suddenly you're back yeah. where you started and like and you're like yeah. And this, oh no, it wanted me to go. And then it does the uh, like the camera switch, so it goes from a from a uh, free three D sort of free roam camera to very Resident Evil early Silent Hill fixed camera, and it goes boop. And that's like telling you it's, it's telling yeah. you walk that way. And I go nah. And then I then I wonder <laughs> why I'm lost. You know, I didn't even know that was a thing until now. 
Yeah. Okay, that makes all the sense. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, so they did, once again, bring in those sort of influence within the game space as well. So what the early Resident Evil games and the early Silent Hill games were really known for was these fixed cameras. So as you walk around, like, uh, tight corridors, the camera would sit in, in certain locations to really sort of add that sense of, like, uh, vulnerability. Like, it's up high and it's watching you, like, from a balcony and you have to walk across and the balconies in front of the shot and, and you know, sort of, like, really... Like, it adds a nice claustrophobia to certain encounters. Um, but it's also very right. like it's good and bad because it's old school and it's cool. But like the second you do that, like if you're holding left because you're walking left on the screen and then the camera changes angles and you're still holding left, the person goes, Oh fuck, hang on, that's not left anymore. Left is this way. And then suddenly you start winging around. So unless the unless they the, the players the player characters control really well, the second you smooth yeah. that at camera, it's it's bad. And because it doesn't control well, it's Yeah, it's wasn't not a fan of that. No, no, it's a, it's a real tough. So like, I've been sitting there thinking about the game and like, we have gushed when we've talked about our unique experiences and, and I think that's what makes this game so amazing. And these kinds of games is that we can sit here and we, the three of us have incredibly different experiences, whether it be something as simple as who survived, who didn't, the dialogue choices that we made, the, the interactions between the characters or, uh, so one of my colleagues from work, uh, we were sharing our story and they didn't even see a big hunk of chapter 10 because they shot Laura instead of shooting Chris. So because Chris was the alpha wolf, the the, the first one or whatever, when he dies, everyone else gets cleared. His, his son was the alpha. Yeah. It, yeah. He, yeah. But Chris was the one who had turned a lot of them. Yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. Like he was, he yeah. was one of the ones that had turned most of them. So if you took Chris out, everyone clears up. But if you don't, he stays werewolf and just chews everyone's face off. Did everyone chop so off Dylan's credits. arm? Yeah, I cut off Dylan's arm. I yes. didn't. I didn't make a cut off his arm. Dylan got bit. There was a so scene we had to where cut off his... like, cut my fucking arm off. Yeah, yeah, we have to cut his arm off so he didn't get... Uh, he never got bit. What did oh, you he do? Didn't get... <laughs> you didn't get... How did he not get How bit? Not get because bit? I would remember chopping off a dude's arm and I, I don't think he did. You know, I get that. But how did you survive? Oh... Did you go to the Did you go to the PA and make the announcement? Radio Try and radio mm-hmm. out. Yeah. How did you not get bitten through the roof? You didn't get chomped. Because you meant to pull. You didn't pull the cable down. Nope. That's why. Because why would you Ian, not have pulled the cable down? Why didn't you pull the cable down? That I don't know. But he didn't get <laughs> chomped. So who made the right call? This guy. I don't I know. Mean, he was I, pretty cool about getting his arch cut off. He was like, just fucking cut it off. And then he was totally fine afterwards. Which is super weird. All right. So I know this is horror movie tropes, but like. Um, no, okay. Okay. I can explain it. Right. So if you were infected by the werewolf, you um you would heal whatever was wrong with you. Right. So like when mm. Ryan gets turned into a wolf because Laura scratches him or bites him or whatever, his wounds all heal. So because Dylan only had his arm cut off, his arm was like no pain nothing when they cut it off but the infection like the werewolf infection didn't continue to spread through his body but if if it hadn't spread through his arm though and you chop it off therefore it had the infection hadn't passed the wound therefore it would still really hurt right well not in the game it didn't yeah okay in real life, it, 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 hypothetically, <coughs> if I'm pretty sure Dylan took drugs in my playthrough, I'm pretty sure there was painkillers that he was taking. Oh, he did have painkillers, yes, yes. Oh, yes, cool. Just some, yeah, just had some Nurofen. Sweet. Just yeah. like no, he had like, some pretty hectic. <laughs> yeah, no, he. Was... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, because uh, with that in mind, there are a couple of leaps that you sort of have to come to in this game, which is to be expected with most. Uh, things like this the example bit is at the end of the game like you go to the spoilers you go to the harem because you haven't had spoilers already <clears throat> you go to the <laughs> you go to the harem scarum location where you know some kids burnt down this whole traveling circus which apparently ted Raimi had no idea was there mind you at the start of the game when he pulled when what do you want about it? yes he did mm-hmm. no no in mine he's that. like i what's all this i've never seen I'm like how have you not seen this before you you fucking interrupted me at the start of the game right here and why are you so baffled that this exists and then he's like oh what? man we've been hunting this white wolf for six years it's been over there how have you not just gone to where it was from? 
That's crazy. Now, in my playthrough, he knew exactly what happened because he's yeah. like, my, my niece and nephew was, was, yeah, he knew that it happened, but for, in mine, it's almost like he didn't know that location. So, like, he's been hunting for six years and just didn't think to look over there well, because we mind, went there and the white wolf was, was there. He was full on explaining that the, that the, the white wolf had, like, pissed off just, and yeah. hadn't returned in so long that that's why. They like that, they, they they were trying to bait him in every every yeah. every moon. Yeah, well, either I misread it or I got a whole different experience. Probably, the first, <laughs> probably the first one because I was so baffled by that leap of logic. I'm like, how did you not just look I at him? They're like, he has a little house here. He has this built little nest that he's made. I'm like, then go to the nest yeah, more often. No, yeah, my understanding was he had just recently returned, and that's why they were setting uh, the trap this time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I gathered from it as well. But yeah. also, I just ruthlessly shot him while he was sleeping. Yeah, I also mm. shot him while he was sleeping. I was like, I was that's like, so up, it's a kid. And then, and then afterwards, I instantly regret it. I'm like, maybe I should have let him live. Yeah, <laughs> no. I, I changed my stance. I, I thought about it. And went, mm, look, I'm really sorry, kid. You fucked up a lot of people. And if you're the OG, um, then you gotta, go. you gotta go. I'm sorry. It's the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the man, the boy. As, as they, um, I didn't they ever said in Star Trek, but um, they may have. <clears throat> but, uh, oh, one thing we haven't touched upon yet is the narrator. So Supermassive are uh, best known in terms of the storytelling of is the narrator character. So uh, yeah. there's the dude in the top in the sort of bowler hat from the uh, 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 Dark Pictures, uh, where here we've got uh, this old crutchy looking woman who, as, a, as the... She looks like Max Mum from Always Sunny. It's real weird. Looks like she has a lot of cigarettes. She's got one eye going in, in a different direction all the time. <laughs> Eliza. Like if Eliza. Like it, I wasn't sure whether it was bad facial capture <clears throat> or they intentionally wanted to make her look all jacked up because I couldn't take her seriously in any step. We're, we're, we're talking yeah, about the tarot reader. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, wasn't she injured in that in that fire? That's why yes. she was jacked up. Well, now I feel like a prick, hey. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Look, I killed her son and I and I made fun of her disability. I feel like a horrible person. Did yeah, because she because her get absolutely annihilated in the quick time event where she was impaled by a metal bar. Yeah. No, Mate, she did not get jacked up in mine at all. Yeah, no, she got jacked up. No, no. So for me, she walked in, everything was on fire. She went, no, and then just walked through the fire, and that was it. Yeah, no, that's She did not get remotely jacked up Whoa. in mine. That's nuts. <clears throat> so, like, I just thought how, she was weird. I didn't how many of the tarot cards did you find? Not that many. Did you Did you find the one where she got, like, real nasty? Uh, yeah, she got like real angry, and that's what gave me. Did the... she like? Did she like fully convince you to try and like n kill all of the hackers and and to not progress through the story? No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that was the hier <laughs> hierophant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there yeah, you at go. At one point, at one point, she's like, "You need to stop <laughs> what you're doing. Um, I'm I'm yeah. not willing to help you anymore. You've got to do this. Yeah. Don't come looking for me and my son." Uh, we've been hurt enough. All the, it was crazy. And then I, I ended up that. just being like, screw you, bitch. I found two <laughs> of your tarot cards and you only let me use one. So now you're going to die, I guess. <laughs> so, like, wait, so did yeah, she die in yours? No. Oh, no. I was going to yeah, say, because at the end of the game, she was just all sad and stuff. I was like, oh, that's a yeah, shame. She, she's, yeah, it was that ominous, I'm, I'm going to get you now, yeah. like, I guess. Bring it, woman. I have no idea who you are. <laughs> I have no idea who you are. <laughs> it was. I was like, apparently, like, yeah, you gave me no reason to care or feel. So there you go. Yeah, I found them. I found. I found some of them. I found like um, the hanged man. I found the tower, the lovers, yeah. the empress, the chariot, the moon, justice. I found the hermit. I found a ton and I missed one of them because I wasn't paying attention. And it was oh, one no. of those. It was on one of those. You can't go back into the room and just pick it up. I like, went through like the first three chapters, not picking up a thing, and I oh, was like, really? "How like, am I an idiot?" The answer is yes, but in this specific example, I, I, I don't know how I got so far without picking up a tarot card. There's, there's one in, I think there's one in chapter three that's like unmissable unless you're literally not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get it. No. 
Because no. I like, remember, Max, you and I'm like, I have not found a single tarot card. You've got, I've got 17. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> like, I, they don't even mean anything. I'm not, a, I wasn't even a big fan of the whole concept of the premonitions mm-hmm. um, when you picked up like certain parts in, um, in Until Dawn because like it doesn't, I don't know if it really um, do anything. Like, I but think... it, does, you, it, have, it gives you additional choices if you pick up the tarot card so like for example here i'm having a look on the wiki it says the hangman you know if you found it in chapter two it shows jacob getting caught in a trap and being hung from a tree then throwing dirt in the eyes of the captor however if you don't pick that up um you don't get to throw dirt in the eyes of bobby you just get blood put on you yeah i didn't get to go i didn't get to throw dirt (laughs) yeah you don't get the choice you just you just Which is hilarious because the whole point of putting the blood on you was so the werewolves would Thank think you were one yeah. of them and they would protect you. But at the time, no one knew that. They just thought they were trying to like jack you up for something. <laughs> yeah, just trying to like slaughter you. But like from a from a like a an, an artistic sort of imagery, like a stylistic choice, like <clears throat> the the shots of them just going was awesome. Yeah. That was I, cool. I'm like this. Oh, what the fuck are they doing? This is so cool. <laughs> But uh, look, uh, we've been Jedediah, chatting. For... Was it sorry? Fun fact: Jedediah is Lance Henriksen, who was in Alien and was also in Pumpkinhead. So Ooh. just some little. He's a big. He's a. They're the only films I've seen him in, but mm. <laughs> he's in quite a few horror films, mm. and yeah. So that adds to the uh, abundance of people that they have in the cast. Yeah. Well, so we've been chatting for a good while now, and like we probably like Ed, not in a not in a bad way. I've been thoroughly enjoying this, but I guess we'll just sort of now that we uh, we'll tackle it this way. Like the reason, so the reason I wanted to have you on this on this uh, on the show, Cat, was a it's just to chat with you because you're, you're awesome, but secondly because of your of your your love for horror and and movie, and so like if you look at this, like how are you with this from that angle? Do you believe it set out to achieve? what it wanted to yeah i i I absolutely do i know that towards the end it kind of just felt like they were kind of shoving things into like a bag and then like pulling them out going let's do this 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 and um i don't think it was as well thought out and directed as it could have been but other than that the story arc the character development the characters in general the setting um it really hits all of these really great um, you know, elements of horror that people do love and hold near and dear, especially because it's in a game and finally having all those things that we love about slasher films finally represented and shown through a game is just really freaking awesome. Like, I-, I loved that I essentially got to direct my own horror movie in a way. Yeah. And of course, and then having, so you essentially got to direct like big name actors, as you mentioned. You know. You know, I've worked with Ted yeah. Raimi. It's all good. I've worked with Ted Raimi. Yeah, he, the, uh, have Have any of you tried the 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 director's chair mode? No, I haven't. No, kind of select how. <clears throat> so I went in. Yeah, so I, I dabbled for a little bit. So there's there's essentially three options, and uh, it's everyone lives, everyone dies, and then there's the you set parameters for each of the characters, and you let the story play out how you've designed those characters. Well, because I'm very curious on it, because I think I've, I think I got it done in like eight hours ish, maybe a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. So I'm very curious on if when you remove all the moments we get to wander around and you just experience the cutscenes, like how long well, I, the game. I is. don't know if that's the case. Oh. I haven't I haven't played through it. I haven't like done the director's chair mode long enough to know if you still have to do those walking around scenes, or if it just plays the moment to moment. So if I could just watch bit. it, that would be amazing. That would totally mm. get me back into it. Yeah, absolutely, and and that's just another way to experience it as well. It giving that diff, uh, you know, different perspective and opportunity to be like, what could I have done differently? Mm. We and- should also mention, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. We should also mention that the online capabilities are now active yes. for the game. Yeah. So there'd be a ton of fun um, to jump on stream and like have people throw in and because like one of the greatest things. You no, know, the only problem is I don't have eight friends. No, I don't. Shit. Yeah, me neither. I'm just like, oh, I, I have you two. Old. We've already played let, it. So let it's like, let oh, alone eight game. friends who own the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm meant to be playing with one of my friends because uh, he wants to do dry, dry July, and he's like, oh, let's do the quarry. And now we know that we need to have like that many people. We're like, mm, 
don't know if we can do that now. Well, you can um, kind of delegate, like, well, you have four, I'll have three, <clears> and <throat> yeah, sort of, you know, go, oh, go that, for that. Would, that could work, yeah. That could possibly work. Uh, but yeah, no. So, what what about yourself, Max? Uh, that's what. What are those final thoughts? Did you think it set out to do what it wanted to do? It's. I kind of agree with you in the fact that the first two thirds of the story were stronger than the the ending. It kind of missed its crescendo, its big big, big ending. It didn't quite land the way I think they. I don't know whether or not it didn't land the way they wanted it to, but it definitely didn't land for me. Uh, I found this. I found the middle section, <clears throat> what you refer to as the essential info dump, to be the the best part of the game, because it filled in all the blanks. But you're still doing that. You still have that character agency of, you can either deny the information that's been given to you to try and work it out for yourself, or work with. Um, it was Chris. It was the the brother, right? That um, there was the, there was the police officer. Yes, Chris Hackett's brother. Yeah. Uh, so um, he's obviously giving you. The, he's like, this is what I know. You can either choose to believe me or not. And then if you don't, you get put in the position where he's like, well, if you're not going to believe me, I will show you and give you that un like undeniable truth. Yeah. Um, and that that whole scene or that whole section of the game. Um, I think for me it was just the strongest point of the game, um, and yeah, unfortunately, it kind of went downhill a little bit after that. That yeah. that was kind of the peak for me. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> See, uh, a bit muddy. yeah, look, I'm, I'm in a similar space. Uh, I I do believe that this game has, with its intention of sort of taking. Um, a lot of influence whether it be from yeah uh, a bunch of different uh, movies and characters and etc i think it really did it, it is the sum of its influences in that it's grabbed yeah. the best parts of everything put it together which in theory should make it really derivative but i found that by late I, the, the way they've laid it all together it actually made a really engaging experience that kind of hit the best parts of you know, like, yeah, I said, creature, creature feature stuff mixed with, you know, like the slasher energy. And like, there was this ghost energy that no, like the supernatural part that no one really addressed. So like, there's a woman, we've seen her a couple of times, but no one, like, that, that never got closed up. Out back. <laughs> I'm like, well, we, we don't worry about the ghosts now because we have werewolves. I'm like, yeah, but the ghosts, like, nah, nah, fuck werewolves. Yeah. Cool, eh? Wasn't that just, that wasn't that just Eliza calling for her son? Yeah, but like, why? Like, there's that scene where before I fucking choke out old man, she's just in the window, and I'm like, well, yeah. why are you there now? Like, did did she climb? Like, is this is she actually a person that climbed up the side and just stood there? Because like, there's been no acknowledgement of um of, of ghosts otherwise. But yeah, for me, look, I really enjoyed what it is as a whole uh, as we as we discussed that back end really kind of slows it down. I feel it's kind of in this in this struggle that for a really crude scenario is what Marvel are doing right now is the way they started very narrow then they shot wide in order to bring in your, your X-Men and your, all the other side and like hence the multiverse stuff and now they're trying to tighten it back up and that's what I felt this game this game did it really wanted to demonstrate its ability to create art you know these branches on these trees and then as as you start building these branches and taking down these multiple paths you realize that you are shooting incredibly wide and at some point in the game, they've got to bring it back because there's no way that they can make 400 endings. Like, oh, shit. Um... <laughs> yeah, oh, shit. So, like, I'm not saying that I ever felt that, like, choice was taken away from me, but it did feel that it was kind of going down. So, and, like, an example, like, I, is that I didn't find Ryan as an engaging character, and I'm disappointed that he was around and involved as heavy as he was. And it sounds like for all of us, and even you mentioned that, you know, there's that scene at the end with him and Laura, <clears throat> that whole chapter nine, which means he has to survive until chapter nine. So like the idea that you yeah. could fuck him up prior, like the there are there are individuals that are immune until the end or immortal until the until this particular moment in time. Yeah. Cause really, like I, I should be able to mur I should be able to murder them all in like chapter two for true for true autonomy, right? But, but yeah, as we discuss and we start to see these uh, threads through each individual story, you go, okay, well, you're this character's supposed to make it to this point. So it's really not as flexible as, as we're led to believe, um, which is interesting. But uh, in, yeah, in terms of gameplay... It, it, 
Sorry, on. sorry. Um, I just actually had a a quick Google to see when Ryan can actually die. Uh, just out of curiosity, and he can only die in Chapter 10. Uh, <laughs> possible deaths, Chapter 9 onwards. Yeah, but we have choice. Oh, really? Apparently, we have yeah. choice and agency. So yeah. it's like, it's really tough. Because, like, to me, I for me, I didn't find him engaging enough to be the main character. So, like, if he happened to have died earlier on, I would have been fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know what I mean? Like, like there are the moments I really enjoyed, like, which you didn't touch upon yet, which was the Caitlin and uh, uh, Dylan in the car yard and the wreck in the wreckers. That whole scene with the with the magnet. Amazing. Brilliant. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I really enjoyed that. But, but yeah, in terms of gameplay, uh, I did feel, I found it to be more of a... That, that scene actually, before that scene, really annoyed me. Because they were with, <clears throat> it was Caitlin, Dylan, and Abby. Mm. And they're like, we don't need all three of us. Abby, stay here. Like, no, just, why? Just stick together. There's people trying to kill you. Why are you leaving why someone you behind leave? for no fucking reason? And the one that doesn't know how to hold a gun and follows the rules. Like, yeah, just like you, you stay. R rules are important. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so with this being an ex-Stadia game uh, and Stadia being an entirely streaming-based platform, uh, one of the big things they couldn't do is really rapid quick-fire uh, quick QTEs because with allow and allowing for that level of latency, everything was delivered to a sticker movement, up, down, left, right. There's no face buttons. It's as simple as that. So yeah. the, I felt that there, aside from those shootings, shooting moments... I would dodge the tree branch. I would take over the step because there's such so much free time to to make that QTE. But with until dawn, it's like square. Nah, you fuck. Too bad. Dead. Yeah. Dead. And like that was kind of fun because it was a pressure to pay attention. Where here it's like up, up, up. Oh, oh right. So the only way I would have right failed now. them is if I chose to. In the amount of time that I got distracted doing something else and <clears throat> failed the quick time event. See, I was really smart and timed my more often than not. <laughs> I timed my Ritalin for when I was playing, so that way, I, that way, I know I would stay engaged. Otherwise, I would oh, be. Oh, I'm like, not medicated, so unlucky yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as I was like, like oh, what's this? I, what's that under my bed? Oh, bed. <laughs> <laughs> Turn around, everyone's just murdered, but not Ryan till chapter nine. Yeah, I had my wife sitting next to me as I was playing it. And it was the start of a chapter and I, I kind of zoned out. I was checking Twitter and I looked back and she's like, you missed a tarot card. I'm like, fuck. Like, where, like, where were you, Ellie? Like, why, why, why didn't you, you get the, it? Just push the button. <laughs> but yeah, look, I said, I, I, overall, my experience was really positive. I did enjoy it. I think it's great. I, I would like to play it again with more people and just sort of really give it a... Like I almost essentially we all sit down, have a couple of beers, and we just play the game and yeah. see where it takes yeah. us. I think that'd yeah. be a lot of fun. So uh, I'm not I'm not quite done with it yet, even though I've got my one playthrough. Um, which but uh, it was it was all very very good. I'm overall. excited to do a couple of more playthroughs. Very much so. But uh, oh, we should we didn't say this at the start. But big thank you to 2K Australia for providing us uh, all a review code. Did you pick yeah. up? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I remember you yeah. picked up yourself. But yeah, so big thank you to them. Um, we thoroughly enjoy uh, the support for letting us uh, dick about and then also make this, this just chat about it, which is a ton of fun. But uh, before we do wrap this up, Kat, if people want to hear your tone, uh, your thoughts on, on the horrors and whatever you want, where, where can they hear? Um, Just follow me on Twitter at catstead underscore. I put everything that I'm ever on on there. Um, wherever it is. It's above your head. Uh, above my head. Oh, that's my name. Yeah, dirt. That is literally where you can find me on Twitter. Yeah. I post everything there. Yeah, all my podcast will... <laughs> new season of my podcast will be going live soon. So, yeah. Yep, so go check out TGIF on your podcast service of choice. Go check out Hear Us Scream. Volume 1 is out and available. Volume 2 is right around the corner, I believe. Yeah, coming out in October. So we're making really good headway. We have most of our first drafts of essays back. And yeah, we're hoping to launch the week of Halloween. So, oh, what, what yeah. timing. What? Just in, yeah, perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, excellent, Max. And uh, I'll let you do the spiel. Well, you want me to do the spiel? Yeah, I've been away for two weeks. Oh, you can start it. 
I don't I don't know what to do. You, oh, you've thrown fun. me into the you've thrown me into the deep end, <laughs> and we're not doing our regular show. But if you'd like to catch us on our regular show, you can check us out Monday mornings at eight a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and nine a.m. on those YouTubes. There's an there's an next part. Is there social medias? Uh, yeah. And if you want to take <laughs> part of your conversations with us, you can check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, Twitter, all of those links and our names can be found in the description below and apparently above our heads. Yeah. Don't look, don't check out Facebook. If Facebook got hacked, we don't have access to the Facebook page right now. Just so you know, <laughs> someone got into our Dylan, they, someone went in to Dylan's Facebook, um, kicked me and Josh off as admins put whoever they are as an admin, then kick Dylan off. So we're expecting some sort of message in a couple of days to be like, would you like your page back? Give us money. I'm like, really? That's yeah. hilarious. It's not actually, it's not hilarious at all. But uh, yeah, it was really interesting to get a notification that went, oh, wait, what? I own that page. I have an ABN that says I'm the, the business owner for the pop culturist. How can I? Fuck. But if you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash popcultures where you can watch us record the, our shows live. We can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you do, if you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this uh, this discussion and our regular PlayStation podcast. If you are on YouTube, uh, if you are on podcast, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you are on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, and comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. If you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash popculturist, as well as our merchandise store, popculturist.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts, other assorted shit with our logos on it. Or you can help support the brands and help support us, just like Manscaped, who we ain't talking about here, but they're a thing. Use the promo code, trim your shit. But anyways... <laughs> That was our review discussion on the quarry. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. I'm, I'm Kat. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. <laughs>